everyone. Welcome to this week's Blind Intelligence. We have a special guest, Mr. MC Andrew Love. Hello, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing fine. That's We're nice. going to start with asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, well, well to let's start. MC Andrew Love is my name. Uh, well, at least that's what I call myself. Uh, the MC, uh, for those people who think it means master of ceremonies or mic controller, but no. What it means, this is my father's last name starts with MC. And my father passed away. Uh, so because of him and the respect for him, I used MC in the beginning of my first name. So okay. uh, that's, no, that's where it came from. So for those some people don't understand it and they think I'm a rapper. So uh, I just, nah, I'm not a rapper. Though I probably could. So, what rap. exactly are you? Ah, that's a great question. Uh, I, I'm everything. I'm a jack of all trades, master of everything. You're yeah, a renaissance man. Yeah. So, <laughs> if it has to do with music, I'm there. Like, I'm in there. I'm like trying to get all the knowledge from these people that have done it before me. So I can then take and pass that on to the next group of people coming up after me. And so uh, let's just say where I came from and where I come from is central New York, uh, Syracuse, New York, if you will. I don't know if you've ever heard of Syracuse. A lot of people have. Mm -hmm. And so Syracuse is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's crazy because I know some people um, never have. I'm, I, I'm in higher ed and one of the jobs that I applied for at a college that was in Syracuse. Well, that's amazing. It's too bad you didn't get it because you'd be right here right now and we'd be just doing this thing <laughs> out in person. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah. And so so what I've what I what happened was growing up, I started I got into music myself. I started getting into the arts in high school and uh, people would tell me I had the greatest voice in the world. And uh, these were my teachers. So of course they would mm -hmm. say that. Uh, no, no, of course they wouldn't say that. And not if it was, we give, we look, I used to teach, we give positive reinforcement, but we don't tell lies. So if they told you that you had a beautiful voice, you can believe that they, that they were telling you the truth because teachers don't do that. Well, well, thank, well, whew, well thank you very much. I'm glad I, I got schooled on this. Okay. So, so my teacher did say, I won the best voice he ever heard, very natural. And um, and so I would start going around different schools and doing shows. I would get standing ovations from these people. And uh, what stopped me though, was I was with a woman in high school and I had a kid with her. And mm -hmm. and I, I let my love, I, liked, I let it go. I just, I decided to be a family, a father before an artist. And so I, I wanted to raise my kids because, well, my dad didn't raise me. And, and so that happens a lot in our and where I come from. Like a lot of uh, kids, a lot of women have kids and then the guys be gone. And then you're like, where are the guys at? We, we don't know. Well, they're around, but you just don't see them with their family. And then you got some guys that may say, hey, I don't mind you being, a, you know, you, you, you have my kid, but I don't want no other kid another man around my kid but then when the when the mom says okay fine they come get your kid then the guy never shows up 
It's crazy. But that's how my father was. I didn't want to be like him. Not whatsoever. I wanted to show my kids just what a man's supposed to be like and how he's supposed to raise a family and how he's supposed to treat a woman. And that's what respect and like a queen that she is. But this is who MC so you didn't, is. you didn't see a way to be able to be a father and be a musician at the same time. You can you didn't at that time you didn't see a balance between that. Man, no, because I was so I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get in the music business. I didn't know who to talk to because I used to write songs. I used to hook up with other artists and other musicians, and we used to link together. We even had a singing group. But that's as far as I went. I didn't know how to get into the music industry because in Syracuse, like I said, there's nothing here but a college, a couple of colleges. But as far as music labels and record labels, nah, there's nothing here as far as for Hollywood. But I mean, now, yeah, we got Sony that showed up. He, they came through. They got a spot here. And then you got Hollywood. They got studios here. So yeah, 2020, yeah, Syracuse is rocking. But back in 19... <laughs> 92 we didn't have that stuff there wasn't any of that stuff here and so you you had to leave town just to get noticed and so that's what i did i i said i i can't i can't allow my peoples to keep growing up not being able to do things here in the city because they have to leave town and they have to go to another state or another city just to be seen or just to be heard when the internet came out it was amazing because it leveled the playing field and said anybody with just a little bit of knowledge can go a long way in this industry. And so record labels became a thing of the past because now you don't need a record label. You don't need a label to tell you when to drop your music. You don't need a label to tell you that. But you need a promoter to push it because just yeah. because just because I put my music on Spotify or YouTube or Apple Music doesn't mean that uh, it's going anywhere. Like it could right. be a great, it could be a great it. song. It could be a great right. song, right? But if I don't have a plan, a plan of action before I even yep. release it, before I even you have a marketing studio, strategy, you got to you have a marketing strategy, a promotional campaign. You have to have all of that. I have been preaching that over and over again. And that is one of the areas where artists will skip out on. They do not want to pay not one dollar for promotion. Yeah, you got to pay it, even if you're going to pay it to Facebook for a Facebook ad. You got to pay some dollars somewhere. Yeah. So, so it's like this. If you if you have faith in your craft and you know that you know what you're doing because you're a professional in what you're doing, spending a few dollars it's not going to hurt your pockets because that's part, of, you. that's, that's part of the plan. How can I get? That's another thing. Some people have no money. So some people say, I want to be a singer or I want to be in the music, but I have no money. But first, that's of all, when you pick up a second job and that second job goes in. This is what I'm going to do to fund my music career or this is what I am going to use this money right here. You use your creative talents to make other money. So if you let's just say, for instance, if you work at Applebee's and it's summertime and you have a lawnmower, how about when you get out work at Applebee's that summer that you mow those yards and you take everything to put in that pot, that goes towards a goal. You have a gold jar. 
I mean, I preach that all the time. I feel like that if you don't get it, then you're, this profession is not for you. Yes. Um, and that, and that makes total sense. Like it, it goes far beyond just going to the studio, recording that, that fire track and then right. putting, putting out on distro kid, have distro kid distributed or, or my, one of my favorite spots is, is, um, is, uh, United Masters. Those are one I've of my heard favorite. Of it. Yeah, I love those I like guys. Ditto music. <laughs> Ditto is good too. Oh, that's like what him. I want to say. Ditto, because they send you stuff to Vivo. Well, yes. actually, you can set up an account with Vidia, Vidia.com, and you can send your own stuff to Vivo on your own, and you don't need your distributor to do it. But one thing that I always tell artists is whatever accounts that you're setting up, make sure it is the same email account for everything that you're doing so they can put everything together. Because with some of the distributors, like I probably should name, hey, it's common knowledge. Um, Universal has spin up, right? So their A&R is looking directly at your music if you use their distributor, which is SpinUp. But the only YouTube channel you get with SpinUp is a premium premium YouTube channel, which means that if people who are watching YouTube is not a premium subscriber, they're not going to see your stuff. Okay. Then you have um, Level Music, and that was that's owned by Warner Music. Okay. They give you no YouTube page at all, right? Okay. Then you can go with Ditto. There are several, several ones of them, but Ditto actually gives you a YouTube channel. And if you're using the same YouTube channel, I mean the same, um, the same um, email, when people search, it's gonna after three months start pulling together. But if you use Vidia, Vidia, you can send it to Vivo, you can send it to all the major networks, and all of that. I tell people all the time, even with um, some of the distributors, they'll be like, well, we can register your music for the charts. Well, you can create your own account to register your music for the charts. It's free. So they're charging you an extra $75, $80 to register your music for the charts when you can do it for free. They're charging you extra money to virtually encode your music when you can set up your account to do it free. They're char- all these things that they are charging you to do extra with these distributors you actually can set the accounts up and do them yourself. I know one of them charging you to do a publishing deal. They do they do publishing. Okay, you're paying them to do a publishing deal and they getting half of the rights. Right. So there's certain things about a release that artists need to know, even with distributors, even with getting your stuff to different platforms. Another one that I like is Yangaroo. Yangaroo has a service where, and this is the catch to it, it's $99. But if you, how many people are going to keep releasing over and over again unless you're a company? Okay, so the $99, you have your release, you release. You pick the radio stations that you want to send your music to. They have it right there in the database. It has your album art on there. It has a whole description of everything. It costs like a dollar for some, $3. You pick out the geographical areas that you want to get your music played in. And that's when you start working on your promotion in that area. So with certain things when you say you don't need a record label yeah you don't 
But yes, you do have to have some dollars to be able to pay for some services, but some things you can do on your own. I released, uh, distributed some songs through a through a distribu- distribution company I, I mentioned earlier. United Masters. Yeah, and I went to Sound Exchange because I went to start making accounts over there. And then I looked in the songs that we released through United Masters were already there. Also, they they created your sound exchange account for you. Yeah, they do that. But who maintains it? What if you decide to go? They do. United Masters holds on to that publishing. But what I'm saying to you is if you decided to go to another publisher, they still are going to maintain your sound exchange for you. I think think then if you decide to pull it off from there, their distribution platform, I think they release all that stuff. And then you got to have your own. That's why it's good to have your own account. That's why it's good yeah, to go I in create, and do I it yourself. I create sound exchange accounts for the artists, and I give them access to it. I show them how to upload the music. I, I mean, I t- tell them how to take a split sheet to put everything in on the spreadsheet and everything and how they can maintain it. So... That's the reason why I was asking, because I've had artists come to me and said, well, how do I change from one distributor to the next? I tell them how to do it. But I I have ran into a lot of artists, especially independent artists. When you talk about the release, don't even do split sheets. So I'm wondering, what are you putting into sound exchange if you don't have a split sheet? Because if you don't have a split sheet, everybody on the song owns 100% of the song. They can do whatever the hell they want to with it. Well, you know, <laughs> I did a, I did a song, um, Andrew Love, not MC Andrew Love, but Andrew Love. I released it mm-hmm. under uh, featuring a couple of artists out of Baltimore, Maryland. The brother mm-hmm. told me today that it reached number one in Canada. Okay. And so, and so I was Congratulations. Like, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm a vice president of Petrucci Entertainment USA Division. Uh, I'm a liaison to Radio Indie International Network USA. And and what that is, is that we have a network that's online uh, that we promote artists, like independent, uh, preferably independent. Uh, but I don't think Why we- Why preferably independent? Well, because independent, then you own your music. You know, it's yours. You don't, they supposed to own it. Yeah, but, but some some independent artists don't know anything about copyright or registered. Look, that's copyright. why I said you're supposed to own it. Yeah, so so like it's really cool uh, how the Library of Congress works. So for some of you artists that don't understand this step, I'm going to break it down to you real quick, since I'm over here on blind intelligence. So let's talk about it. All right, now. See, not all blondes, not all blondes get to all to have the fun. I'm, I'm bald, right? But I get to have some fun, too. I'm just as intelligent as this young lady right here. <laughs> yeah. and so there is, a, there is a place called the Library of Congress. You can go online and you can search up copyright. Now, basically what this is about is you're registering your song or any, any type of art you do. You're registering it to the government. So they can tell other people that, hey, this here is registered by so-and-so, such-and-such. I don't want to tell you my government name. And so then 
then what happens is they they email you back. Like they have a backlog. They have a backlog of music and arts they got to go through every six day. Months. It takes six months. If you're lucky, you could get in there for in three months. <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky, I was blessed. I got in early, so they emailed me and they're like, "Yo, Drew, we got an issue." You told, here, you, you told your name. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm Andrew, MC Andrew. Everybody knows this. I just ain't telling you my last name. But so, <laughs> so, so the the Library of Congress emails me and says we have a discrepancy here, and and I'm telling you because this is what I went through. Copyright.gov is really in, important because it 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 allows you, like say, uh, legal ramif legal legal footholds. Like you, if somebody takes your song. Let's just say you put it out in the public and you didn't send it out to copyright first. Um, somebody takes your song like, oh, this is a nice song. So they do their research to see if if there's a copyright owner on it, because everything is public knowledge. So, so they go and they, they see the song has no copyright owner. Oh, no copyright owner. I'm on this. And so now they take your song and they redo something with it. They, they, they sample it or they just use the whole thing. And then they copyright it first under a different name. But you didn't do that. So now when you go to court, you're like, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to get my money because this guy stole my song. And then you'd be like, then, they, then they cop, they, the copyright people were like, OK, so where is your register? Where's your number? Because if you don't have a number, because that's what they do. They issue you a number. They Can I show them a certificate of what a certificate of copyright looks Please like? Do. Here you go. You get a number that is right there on the upper uh, left, uh, right-hand corner of the paperwork. This is the copyright number. So just so... Um, well, he has dropped some jewels on everybody. And I appreciate you for coming. But what I want you to do now is I want you to give everybody a social media handle where they can find you. And if they need your services, your website, anything like that. All right, cool. So I'll start off with MC Andrew Love is my handle. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook at MC Andrew Love 007. I don't know why I did it, but that's what I did. And uh, also you can find me on Twitter at MC Andrew Love. You can find me on LinkedIn if you're trying to talk business on MC Andrew Love. Uh, I want to say you can also find my website at mcandrewlove.net where I put up my stuff as well as other artists that I mess with. I put their stuff on their line on my website too. With that, I'm done. <laughs>